0: What's funny, though, is we're living through this period of the great resignation where people are more than ever questioning the role that work plays in their lives and doing things that would have been considered wild a couple of years ago or impractical. But like that's becoming more and more accepted because of the world that we're living in right now. Welcome to the Early Career Moves Podcast, the show that highlights remarkable BIPOC young professionals killing it on their career journeys. I'm your host, Priscilla Esquivel Bolcha, Latinx career coach, corporate consultant, daughter of immigrants, and lover of breakfast tacos. Meet me for a coffee chat every Friday as we either dive into a special guest story or I'll share my own career gems. If you're a BIPOC professional, feeling lost in your career, or just need a dose of inspiration, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 52 of the podcast. I am back with part three of the Career Exploration series, and this started in episode 46 when I described my approach to career exploration, which involves the design thinking process, and I offered you two exercises to start with based on the book Designing Your Life, How to Build a Well-Lived Joyful Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans, amazing Stanford professors who have done a lot of work on life design, career design, and so I uh, highly recommend that you go back to episode 46 if you haven't done that work yet. And then in part two was episode 49 where I talked about wayfinding and how you can begin to get clues from energy, flow, and engagement in your current you know, work situation or life. I also introduced you to the concept of mind mapping, brainstorming, how to create exciting new ideas and what that process can look like. On this episode, we're gonna continue in that vein I'm going to start with another amazing exercise that I love doing with my clients that is also from the book, Designing Your Life. It's called The Odyssey Plan, and I'm going to give you a quick overview of what that activity is. There is an incredible YouTube playlist that they have available where they talk you through the entire process. I will also link that playlist in my show notes for this episode, and I will also link the worksheet that you can use for that activity, but it's an amazing additional brainstorming process that I highly recommend as you're in this brainstorming exploratory phase. Beyond the brainstorming, I also want to touch on values and how I approach values, the quickest way to identify your values. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it involves thinking about death, but It's an easy exercise to do when you're figuring out what you value in your life. And I'm going to draw from Jenny. Blake's book, Pivot. She's like a famous career thought leader, speaker, author from Google. She's ex-Google and she has a really incredible book called Pivot that I really recommend for career transitioners. And so I'm gonna actually share a a couple of exercises that I really like from her book. One of them is defining your happiness formula and the other one is writing your one year vision statement that will address the career problem, like the design career problem problem that you are wanting to solve in your next career move. So I'll talk through what those two exercises look like. And then at the very end of the episode, I'll start getting into prototyping. But I'll be honest, as I was preparing for this episode, I realized prototyping, I can't do it dirty. I really need to do a whole episode on prototyping. So yes, my next solo episode, I will dive deeper into what prototyping means. It is a critical part of the design thinking career exploration Process. I underestimated how much content there really is in the career exploration process. So, there will be a fourth episode that I'm adding to this series. And really, my goal for you is through my solo episodes this entire year of 2022, I'm trying to take you on a journey. And it is very much the journey that I use with my clients. The magic of coaching and one on one coaching is that, you know, I work with you, I hold you accountable. Like, we're doing this together, I'm in it with you. But you really can drive a lot of this work alone or with a group of friends that are also on the same journey. And that is my goal is to provide you with tangible, concrete things that you can do to start taking action and achieve your goal of changing careers or whatever it is that you want to do next. All right, let's get into it. So Odyssey plans. Yes, I love this. Okay, So as I mentioned in the last episode, you right now are living one life, but it's like one of many possible lives that you could be living right now okay? I think people go wrong when they start to think that there's really only one life, a a right choice, the best choice, the true choice, the only choice, when in reality, we have many possible lives within us. So one thing that I loved from the Design Your Life book, and this is like an amazing quote, is that oftentimes we try to approach life in a paint by numbers way where we're like, okay, I need to make my decision, my career plan, and I need to just like stick to it. like paint by numbers, but really life isn't abstract painting that is open to multiple interpretations and can change <laughs> throughout its life. So just be open to the idea, again, that you have many lives within you and many opportunities and things like that you could be doing, which is it's, it really is like a choose your own adventure life. And that's what's really exciting about like having agency and that kind of thing. So Odyssey Plans. This exercise asks you to imagine and write up three different versions of the next five years. Of your life. And you don't want to think of your Odyssey plans as like plan A, B, C, where like A is superior than B. No, they're all plan A, like they're all highly desirable plans. What's important here is that you need to create three truly different alternatives. So not three variations on a theme. So you can't have one be like living in Spain, working on my art. And then the other one is living in Italy, working on my art. Like that's the same theme. Okay. So just don't repeat that. Make sure that the three options are very different. And if you don't know where to start, here's a little framework that they offer. Life one is the thing that you're probably going to do. Okay, so life one is centered around what you've already got in mind, whether that's an extension of what where your current trajectory is taking you to or a good idea that you already have. Okay, for your next five years, life two is the thing you would do if life one suddenly disappeared. So pretend that for some reason, life one is maybe your current trajectory or whatever your good idea is, it just disappears. The industry disappears. Let's pretend that like like you work for Blockbuster and you're the CEO and Blockbuster is no more. Pretend that happens to whatever industry or like wherever you work. It just disappears. It doesn't exist anymore. It's not an option. So what would you do? You can't not make a living, right? So really get to that place mentally where you're like, what would be the thing that I would do if that first option was Gone. Okay. Life three. The thing you would do if money or image were no object. So if you knew you could make a decent living at something and no one would laugh at you, your parents wouldn't, or your friends, or whoever you think everybody is, everyone has a different everybody, right? So whoever you think everybody is, like they would not judge you for it. So what would that thing be? Like, what would you do if money wasn't an object? And people didn't judge you for it. So each life that you design should not just include career things, it should also include personal life milestones, bucket list item type of things. If, for example, if you plan to run a marathon the, in the next five years, if you want to get married in the next five years, if you want to have a kid, like whatever that thing is, like those personal things should also be part of your odyssey plans and the authors recommend that you make a visual graphical timeline it's where you're actually illustrating and drawing little symbols or illustrations that show what is happening throughout those five years and then you need to create a six-word title for each option recently my client made an odyssey plan that she called quote making my career work for me And it was centered around well-being and prioritizing her personal life and mental health over her career. So like that was the focus of her Odyssey plan. So, yeah, you want to have a title and then you want to add two or three really good, insightful questions to ask about your plan. And these questions are meant to test assumptions, reveal new insights, and let me give you a few examples. So it could be, hmm, do I have the transferable skills to make this happen? Will this be meaningful for me? Am I ready to take on this much risk? Will this be profitable? Those are examples. And then the last stage here is there is a little dashboard on the worksheet that the authors provide where you evaluate four factors resources, likability, confidence and coherence. Resources is just like, do you have the time, money, skills, contacts to pull off this plan? And then you rate it. Likeability, how much do you like this plan? Like, are you hot on it? Are you cold? Are you warm? How are you feeling about it? Confidence is, are you confident that you could pull it off? And then the last one is coherence. Does the plan make sense within itself? Is it consistent with the work view and the life view that you created from episode 46? So. Odyssey plans help you define things that are important for you to do in your life. It helps you remember forgotten dreams. Like that person, that 12-year-old inside of you who wanted to be an astronaut, like is still there. And so be curious about these forgotten dreams and paths and try to apply them to your Odyssey plan try to make at least one plan a little wild in your eyes. So giving up all of your possessions and moving to Alaska. What's funny though is we're living through this period of the great resignation where people are more than ever questioning the role that work plays in their lives and doing things that would have been considered wild a couple of years ago or impractical. But like that's becoming more and more accepted because of the world that we're living in right now. So just keep that in mind, like maybe something that you thought was totally out of the question two years ago, like taking a six month sabbatical as part of your five year plan. Maybe that seemed a little, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Now it might be like if 2023 rolls around and, and COVID, COVID isn't the threat that it's been? Maybe I do leave for do life for six months abroad or save up money to be able to quit my job and travel the world for a year. Like, really allow yourself to dream here. Okay, the last step is sharing your. Odyssey plans with someone. I think this is really important is actually sharing it out loud with a supportive friend um, or group of friends that are maybe also doing this exercise with you. I do this with my clients. They share it out to me. I think it's a really important part of the work that we do. You could even facilitate this exercise with your friends, have an odyssey plan party, sort of like how people have vision board parties, like do that and make sure, of course, that these are actually supportive friends who will ask good questions. The key here is people should not be offering unwanted advice or harsh critiques or advising. Like that's really not the purpose. The purpose is to listen, to receive someone's plan, to reflect on it, to amplify it we're talking about possibility here it's not like let's think of all the roadblocks like no like that's not helpful an odyssey plan is supposed to open up lots of possibilities and help you brainstorm through different things that are really important to you Okay, so that's the Odyssey plan. Make sure to make time to do that. Now I'm going to move into values, happiness, and a vision statement, which I think are also critical parts of this part of the process. Sometimes when I hear the word values, and when people talk about values, it just seems like a little fluffy. I just think in silo, isolated, talking about values, it's just not very helpful for my brain. I always feel like I need to do something to understand this concept that is a little more abstract. So, what I have clients do is I have them write an obituary. I have them write their own ob- obituary. And this can be a really intense exercise depending on you and your style. But yeah, like actually spend time writing out what you would want your obituary to say. And that exercise forces you to grapple with your mortality, which is by the way, really healthy to do that, and grounds you in the present moment and the fact that we aren't here forever. And as a result, how would you spend your time, right? How do you wanna spend your time? Start with the end, right? Like, how would you want folks to like read about your life? Maybe read some obituaries for some inspiration online, right? What is the legacy that you wanna leave behind? What do you wanna make sure you get done? What is important in your life? When you finish writing that obituary, I also recommend sharing it to someone or reading it out loud to someone, maybe a loved one. And that should help you identify three core values in your life. One for me is definitely family. Like family, I'm an only child. Family and and those relationships to me are, are so valuable, so important to me. And like, that's something that I wanna see reflected in my life. What are those values for you? So that's my recommendation. Write your own obituary you'll get real clear real fast on what matters to you. Now I'm going to move over to the happiness formula from Jenny Blake's pivot book and this exercise that I find to be really helpful. So this is about identifying what are the people, habits, environments, or activities that drain you and what are the ones that you need to be energized and to enjoy your life to the maximum capacity as, as, as much as possible. And so I talked about the good time log in the last episode. And if you're really diligent about that log and drawing insights from it and asking really good questions like, well, why am I feeling this way, et cetera, then you will find that you have many insights about the environments and kinds of activities and the kinds of people and the et cetera that are draining or are energizing from a work perspective, But here, I want you to actually take a step back further and look at your entire life. So it's not just work, but it's your entire life habits, activities, environments that energize you versus drain you. And so, your happiness formula, according to Jenny Blake, is a unique mix of environmental factors and activities that are most likely to invigorate you and reset your energy batteries when they're running low. And so you wanna think of it on a micro level, so that's like day-to-day routines, five to 20-minute habits. And then on a macro level of bigger choices, such as the city that you live in, the kind of job that you're at, just like bigger picture, longer term, like over a period of months, over the whole year kind of decisions that impact you. And so what she recommends is to create a table where you have three columns. The first column is mental, emotional, spiritual. The second column is physical, and the third column is social. And then we have two rows, the first row being micro daily The second row being macro lifestyle. Some things that you might put in your micro row are things like on a mental level, I have to go on a 20-minute walk in the morning. Emotional might be I need to write in my journal for 10 minutes in quiet solitude. Physical, it could be getting a workout in. Social could be having a phone conversation with a friend or family member once a week macro examples are things that could be needing to live in an energizing city like some people are city people like they want to live in big cities or maybe it's living in the countryside and the quiet what are those macro things that can maximize your happiness it could be like regularly getting seven to eight hours of sleep It could be taking weekend trips away. Maybe that's really important to you. Maybe you want to live somewhere where there's lots of places around to take weekend trips. Whatever it is, like write out all the things that you need to be happy on a micro and macro level. And then you can actually write it out as a formula. So you could say happiness for me equals A A plus B plus C and then minus Y minus Z kind of thing. If you want, that's just optional. Awesome. Happiness formula gives us a really good indicator of what we want our vision statement to look like in terms of your one year out vision. So moving on to this next exercise, your one year vision statement, it should in the end address the career problem that you defined in episode 46. Now, you might say, Priscilla, we're still in that e- career exploration phase. Like, why are you making me write a vision statement? I don't know what I want to do yet. I'm still figuring it out. Fair. Totally fair. That's why I'm calling this. Broad. We're not getting super specific yet because you're right. We're not in the prototype phase where we actually figure out what we like or don't like and want to do and don't want to do. We're not in the heavy research phase either. Okay. So I want to acknowledge that it may seem a little counterintuitive to write a a one year vision statement at this state, but you know what you do know? You're unhappy. You know that there's a career problem that you want to feel differently one year from now. So what I'm going to ask you to do at this stage is to write a short phrase or sentence around how you want to feel a year from now. And it can be as simple as do work that makes me excited to get out of bed every day. Feel like I'm making an impact and see the positive results of my work. Prioritize my health and get in a groove with my daily routines. Just keep it broad Live and work in an invigorating environment where I feel challenged. Let's just keep it broad for now. We're just starting to paint this picture of the one-year vision statement. As design thinkers do and designers do, we will iterate on this a lot. After you have your broad statement, start to think about what your life might look like one year from now, incorporating your happiness formula learnings. What kind of work might you be doing? Also try to think of your odyssey plans that you just created. What impact are you having? How much money are you making? What city are you living in or where are you living? What are the health routines that you have? Who are you, who's surrounding you? How do you feel? And you want to get to a point where you're a little freaked out by what's on the paper. Like your brain is like, wait, is that really possible? That's the sweet spot. That's where you want to go. If that feels scary to you, sure, start with the safe one. That feels good. But the idea is to get a little bit like that sounds a little too good to be true. To add even more meat to the bone, I want you to think about three different areas. Jenny Blake recommends thinking about three specific areas. Impact on others, what you want to experience, and the specific results in your life. So impact on others, you might think, well, what impact one year from now will I want to have on family, friends, local community, global community? What are the types of resources I'll be sharing with others? Number two, what you want to experience What result will your contribution have in your own life? What are the major life experiences, work or personal, that are most exciting to you? How do you want to feel on a daily basis as you're pursuing your goal? Who do you want to meet? And then lastly, specific results. So what does success look like two years from now? What will be happening in your life and work? How will you measure success and what achievements will indicate that you're having the impact you're seeking? So if you notice, we're not talking about specific industry, function, role, companies, like we're not there yet. We're just creating our vision statement, coloring the parts in that we can at this point. So that's what I'm asking you to do. Think about your odyssey plans. What was most enticing about that? Think about your happiness formula. What's most important to you? Incorporate that into your evolving vision statement. Also, of course, you want to incorporate what you have determined are your values based on your work view, life view exercise from episode 46, or perhaps doing the obituary exercise. What is that value statement? Now for the last part of the vision statement. I know I've taken you on this whole journey with the vision statement. When you're ready, you wanna create a more concise vision statement that is a vivid call to action that is very clear. It won't address how you're going to achieve this vision. It won't address if it's possible. It's just what success looks like written in the present tense. And it should address the career problem statement from the beginning of this entire process. Once again, I know this is a little confusing. We still have a lot of prototyping and research and learning to do to totally nail down our vision statement. But I'm trying to take you as far as possible, as far as we can get at this point with your vision statement, because it does help us move forward in the next stages. So, What's important here also is that it must be written in the present tense. Further refine your vision statement even more and write it as if it's already happening. Imagine that it's one year from today, you have achieved wild success, describe in present tense what you are doing, how you are feeling, what you're proud of, and be as detailed as possible. And then ask yourself, what are parts of your vision that are already present in your life even a little bit? Like in what ways is the vision statement already true? Make sure your vision statement incorporates your non-negotiable items from your happiness formula, that there is congruence with your work view, life view, with your values, consider location, finances, projects, people, results, and lifestyles. So build that out as much as possible. Type it out, put it somewhere where you can see it often. And we have a nice little foundation to guide the next part of this work, which is prototyping. All right, this is as far as I'll take you today. I threw a lot at you. And the next solo episode, I will go deep into what prototyping means I will talk through prototyping, also referred to as piloting, which is where you're actually doing things, like actually taking action. (laughs) to learn more about what to do next and not staying stuck in your head, which I think a lot of us do. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I would love to help you through this process. I'm still accepting one-on-one clients for the year. If you're interested in working with me, head over to ecmpodcast.com, sign up for a consult. I would love to get to know you and help you on your career exploration and transition journey. Hey, are you thinking about changing careers? Then you need to head over to my website, ecmpodcast.com, and sign up to get your free 20-page guide that I wrote with you in mind. I wrote this guide to help you change careers and get really clear on what it is that you want to do next. Career clarity is key to a career transition journey. All right, can't wait to hear what you think about it. Have a great week.